I think that there's some universal tips that no matter who you're approaching um, are relevant. And I think, uh, you know, some of them might seem quite basic to you today, but, you know, I was just talking with Niall outside. I had some pitches this morning that broke all of these rules. So, you know, they happen on a daily basis and it's worth keeping in mind every time you're pitching. So, first of all, it's making contact. Um, all editors want pitches, absolutely all of us. You don't need to ask us. We have magazines or newspaper supplements or pages to fill. So we absolutely want to hear from you. And we do appreciate how hard it is. Many of us have been there ourselves. Um, we know that there's less staff jobs going around. So the freelance pool is growing and it's harder and harder to get work. So your job as a freelancer, I feel your first role is to get yourself noticed. Um, a little bit of background, a little bit on what Bernie was saying about people are busy. Um, in our newsroom, so I edit the magazine, it's 64 pages every week, so it's it's a bit of a beast. Um, I also do the food and drink and the travel, and I would deal with news features and lots of different columnists as well. So we would work from a, a pool of staff writers, um, writers who would have various kinds of contracts with the Irish Times, and also freelancers. We'd have regular freelancers who I, I would go back to time and again, but also people who would just pitch in individual stories. Um, we're really busy. Uh, you know, it isn't a poor us, but we're really, really busy. My inbox is the bane of my life. Um, in the good old days, one of my predecessors had a PA to go through the emails. I do not have a PA. Um, we, you know, newsrooms have changed a lot in the last 10 years and the teams are tiny. Um, you know, we have a magazine email account that gets 300 or so emails a day. My personal email gets another 100, 150 a day. And I don't have anyone to help me with that. So you are trying to get me or Niall or whoever to notice you in among all that noise. So to do that, um, hopefully some of these tips will help. So the first one is make sure you're speaking to the right person. Um, you know, on, say with the magazine, we have magazine at irishtimes.com. It's written on the magazine every week, but that's a generic email. And a lot of newspapers' generic emails, they're not manned 24 hours a day. They're on every PR list in the country. So there are hundreds and hundreds of emails coming in. So that's not where you want to be going. You want to find the editor of the section that you want to write for. If you don't know, my name is on the magazine, but my email isn't, and there's a reason for that. But if you want to get in touch with me, and you don't know how to, or Niall, or whoever it is, just phone the switch of the newspaper. Ask who the editor of the sports section, or the weekend review, or whatever it is that you're looking for. Ask for their email address, ask for their phone number, and get in touch with them directly. Then get their name right. This one gets me every time. It's not about ego, it really isn't, but I've been called Ruth and Roisin and Rebecca. I've been called Raymond and Richard and every name <laughs> under the sun. And the thing is, if I don't know you and we've never worked together, I cannot trust that you're gonna fact check if you, if you can't even get the name of the person that you're speaking to correctly. And it seems basic, but every day it happens. Um, so if you're pitching, pitch. Do not write and say, and I had this this morning, hi, my name is, would you be interested in receiving a pitch? So you're asking me to then take the time to open and read the email, which some days is not going to happen because I don't have time. And if I've gone to that effort, I'm probably not going to go, thanks a million, John, that's amazing, please pitch me an idea. So that's not going to happen, just, just pitch. Um, we all want to get them. I think, Niall, that's fair enough to say, we, we all want to get them. Um, before you do, make sure we haven't done the piece in the last couple of years. 
you don't have to have read every issue of the Irish Times or the Sunday Times or whatever, but you can Google. If you have a good idea, and, and I have covered it, maybe Niall hasn't covered it, maybe somebody in the Indo hasn't covered it, find out if your idea has been used before and then adapt it. And so you're coming with something fresh to somebody because otherwise you're completely wasting your time pitching at all. Um, if it's the first time you've dealt with an editor, put a lot of effort into the pitch. It really is worth it for the first time. The whole point as a freelancer in trying to build a relationship with an editor is you want them, when they have to commission something and they don't have a writer and they have a bit of a budget, you want them to think of you. So you want from the get-go to have a really strong impact and a really professional attitude. So a really good synopsis of your pitch is essential. I don't want... 500 words, I want bullet points, I want it to be very clear, I want, you know, 150, 200 words. What is the story? Who are you going to speak to? Have you got somebody lined up already to talk to? <coughs> Excuse me. What are you offering me that makes your story unique? Um, and also think about what publication you're pitching to. So you need to make the pitch relevant to the readership of the newspaper in question. I got a pitch this morning from a chap who actually he didn't pitch, he told me about himself and then suggested he might pitch if I was up for it. But what he did say <laughs> was he was offering me a lot of content that I could have read anywhere. There was nothing that said, it was obviously a generic pitch email that he was just sending out to every editor he could get. but. There was nothing that said, I'm pitching to the Irish Times or I'm pitching to the Sunday Times or the Indo or the Daily Mail or whoever. I, I know who your readership is. I'm cognizant of what you want. It was just a generic pitch. So make sure you're offering us something that we actually want to give our readers. So in the Times, we're really pushing for subscriptions at the moment. And what to do that, we're offering readers content that they're not going to get anywhere else. So maybe it is an international thing, but we need an Irish angle or we need something that's relevant to our readers. So constantly be thinking about why would I be willing to take a risk on someone who hasn't worked with me before? What, what are you giving me that's unique that people are not going to read in three other newspapers that Saturday? Um, even better, now this is, this is a tough one because I can see the, the reason for not doing this. But I often find if a writer has never contacted me before and they actually send me the piece, I'm far more likely to engage with the person. And I understand that's not always possible. And I understand that it's very difficult to write for something if you don't know it's going to be commissioned and you're spending your time. From an editor's perspective, when you're dealing with unknown writers, we have a policy in the Irish Times that if we commission something, we pay for it. So if I get a, a story that is just unpublishable, but I have commissioned it, I have to pay for it. If I cannot salvage that piece, if it can't be worked on by myself or the writer can go back and work on it, I'm literally just throwing the money out the window. And that makes you a little bit hedgy because you can get fantastic pitches that then don't turn into fantastic pieces. If you have the time and if you really want to build a relationship with somebody, sometimes it's worth writing the piece and saying, look, I know you might want to adapt this for your readership, or you might want it longer or shorter, but here, here is my writing, and here is what I can do. And I definitely find, for me, that that certainly makes people stand out. Mm. Sorry, now I'm croaky. A few more tips, and then we're done. Um, all of us are thinking about digital now as well. So if you're... If you're writing in and you're pitching a piece, most editors are also thinking, how is this going to play online as well as in print? So if you can put some thought into, you know, this would make excellent video, a video or a photo gallery, or 
there's a really good video opportunity. You don't have to do the video. We have a team to do that. But if you said, you know, this guy's really entertaining and, you know, he has some good quotes, but he's brilliant in person, it might make some good video. Um, any sort of extra online elements really makes your pitch stand out because this is what we're constantly thinking of with articles. So if you can help us and make our lives a little bit easier, that really, um, that really makes us n take notice. Um, timing is everything. If you have a piece that's time sensitive, it's more likely to get published and it's going to get published quickly. If you give us a really nice feature but there's no, no sort of uh, reason for us to publish it this week or this month, we might say yes that's amazing, that's great, but freelancing is tough and you need to make money. If, if we can bank that piece for a rainy day, we will do that. But it might be three months before we publish it and it's four months before you get paid. So just be aware that if you have something that's a little bit more time sensitive, it might actually G us up to publish you faster. And if you've been published once by us, you're more likely to get published twice. And then, and then you can build on that relationship. Um, in terms of getting paid, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in that I work for a publication that pays for, con for all the content that we use, but I know, I know some editors are, and it, this is another controversial one, but just don't ever write to an editor and say, I'm happy to do this for nothing. Like, your time is worth money, and you, know, you really shouldn't be underselling yourself. I know it's really hard if you want to build a relationship with a newspaper that you haven't worked with before, but don't offer. You know, you should, like, we wouldn't ask you to work for free, so don't be offering your stuff for nothing. Um, and just this is and maybe this is just a personal one but I find if someone has, has emailed me and pitched an idea and I say oh yeah that sounds good and they say I'm going to talk to this person and that person and the other person I say yeah that sounds great and then I see them on Twitter looking for people to talk to them <laughs> it doesn't look great and aside from the fact that you, you've promised me something that you clearly don't have in the bag as well as that you're out there you know like we're all on twitter someone's going to lift that idea and publish it before you and then i've just commissioned you so you've handed it to somebody else and now i have to pay you so you know just be careful about that obviously twitter can be a really useful tool but just be clever about how you use it um then in terms of if you've had a successful pitch always 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 pitch or file on time um file on time and do not file over what you've been commissioned. I got a piece last week that was 1,500 words over what I had asked for. And I didn't even know how to have the conversation with the writer. I mean, what do you, you know, just don't do it. Um, as Bernie said, you know, we're really flat out. I don't have time to cut 500, let alone 1,500 words out of your copy. Um, and if you can't stick to the word count, then, you know, you're in the wrong game. It, it can be tough, it can be awful. You have to cut out things you think are brilliant. But trust me, you know, 100 words here or there is fine, but just try and do not be late. You know, I am just a cog in a massive wheel, and you might think it's only a small thing. Sure, I'm just one writer, and I'm... But, you know, like, I, I have slots for my content to get subbed. If you are late, you've missed that. If you're late by a day, you've missed two slots, and I might not get you subbed for three days. I have a, I have a massive, massive production to do every week, so you really are causing... Well, me to get shouted at by the production team, but also you're causing a lot of backstops there, so just don't do it. Um, don't send an email saying with an unfinished version. If you're having trouble, call. If you're, you know, you're not sure about something, email or get in touch. Don't send something saying, here's a draft, I can cut it or I can change it. We're always happy to chat about where the piece is going and if you're having trouble, that's no problem. But don't be sending in half-finished bits and bobs. It's, it's a waste of everybody's time. Um, if you want to continue on working with somebody, I think something that's really worth doing, 
I know when I started, everything I touched, an editor would go through with me. Here's why I don't like this. Here's why I do like this. I mean, those days are gone. Nobody has the time. But look at what you submitted and look at the published version of what was printed. And look at the differences. And if you're not sure why something was changed, get in touch and ask for a chat and just say, look, I want to learn. But it helps you to understand, A, more about the publication you're writing for so that you can better pitch in the future. But also it can help you, you know, build a relationship with that editor and that works out well in the long run. Um, Kevin is a brave man telling everybody to get in touch for a coffee. I unfortunately cannot say the same thing, but if you have had a couple of things published with an editor, do ask them for a cup of tea. 10 minutes, maybe not even a cup of tea, just a face-to-face. It's really good to try and build that relationship. Come along, ask for feedback, ask for honest feedback, and come with a million ideas. You want to come in and, you know, ultimately what I need from a freelance is someone where I go, okay, I've had this idea, it needs to be done, who will I get to do that? And I want to think of you. So that's where you want to be putting yourself. and really, yeah, I think that's it. So obviously, we'd be happy to answer any questions after Niall. But um, yeah, thanks a million. Thank you. Thanks a million. There's loads of questions that have sprung to my mind, but we leave the questions till after. So here's Niall Toner from another Times okay. pur- uh, yeah. publication, the Sunday Times. <coughs> oh, OK. Uh, thanks, Rachel. That was amazing. Uh, you said all the things I was going to say. <laughs> so, uh, I just sit down you just again. double up no. then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. proves we're right. Uh, yeah, no, like all of all of what Rachel says, it was really interesting and applies. So I suppose I'll kick off with the um, because this is because this is a really interesting topic because uh, uh, somebody mentioned pictures uh, uh, earlier on, and there's one <coughs> for me. Uh, sorry, I just let by the way of explanation, I I edit the Sunday section, the Sunday Times. Um, which I suppose is the Sunday Times version of the Irish Times Saturday magazine, except we don't have 64 pages, we only have 32. Uh, but I'm working on getting the TV listings <laughs> and, uh, and, and other stuff. So anyway, but we cover, uh, I suppose we cover food and drink, travel, uh, motoring, a little bit of technology, and, and then we, we sort of cover, we, we do pieces about sort of, you know, Irish life, which is a much more nebulous, obviously, kind of subject matter um, that we do... Um, whenever we can get the pieces, <laughs> freelancers. Uh, uh, that's just a, a tip. Uh, uh, anyway, back to pictures. And you were asked about resolution, so we'll kick off with that. Usually a good, a good sort of uh, ready reckoner, I suppose, is that a file, if a picture file is one megabyte, mm. it's likely to be uh, uh, printable. Now, obviously, that's that's not set in stone the reason being that you know occasionally to support a story you might get a picture on your iphone doesn't usually happen in feature sections but you, you would get it in news a lot where you know someone get, gets a picture of something on their iphone and 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 it's you know it's only 250 uh, uh <coughs> excuse me it's only 250 kilobytes or something they'd be they if it's if it's really relevant to the story, they're going to use it like that that's that's <coughs> a given but generally speaking one megabyte that said, uh, in in our section particularly, we are highly reluctant to send just pictures that are sent in. We tend to do all our own photography if we can. Um, uh, we, we use very few uh, uh, stock pictures. You know, that's that's from from agencies like Alamy and Corvus, if possible. Um, so we tend to commission uh, photographers. Uh, who then go take the pictures to support your story? Uh, the 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 so that that brings back the pitch, which is 
for for me for us um i think it's really important for the for the writer to have a, a you know to have a good visual um eye for what the piece is going to look like because unfortunately in in a, in a kind of in a modern sort of color you know what's left of the the color uh, print newspaper business the, this the <coughs> pictures, pictures are really important that are kind of half the battle really so when you sit down to pitch your uh, feature story, if say it involves case studies, you know of uh, you know people opening dog-friendly cafes or whatever it is, um, what we what you will need is uh, <coughs> people who, apart from being interesting to talk to when you're interviewing them, is that they won't they're not going to be camera shy. So when we ring them and say, listen, uh, will you do some pictures, um, and will you you know do it here and hold this prop up and do this and that all of a sudden they 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 become somebody who doesn't want the publicity after all either that or someone who wants to promote their product in the picture <laughs> you know we tend to be we tend to shy away from product promoters and uh, generally speaking <coughs> people who don't want to be you know who, who are not willing to engage with the story or have some fun with it um, so I think that's really important as well and I think in a pitch you can make sure that you have your, you know, ducks in a row in that in, in, in that department and that you have good solid uh, if the, if they're case study based, if you've good solid case studies who are going to be interesting and not just you know, not just headshots or people holding this is one of my favourite ones when you see pictures of people holding laptops. <laughs> yeah, because it's a story about the internet you know, <laughs> so, or social media that stuff really is, is uh, you know and, and, pe and people still do that and look pictures editors do it um, um, or, or at least they try to sometimes um, so anyway I, I, I think that's kind of at the pitch stage the pictures need to start uh, coming into, into into the mind as well um, and uh, I just took some notes I was crossing off all the things that I was going to say that Rachel <laughs> said so, uh, so, I, so I made some notes um, and and uh, Rachel mentioned a very important thing that they pay for the journalism we also pay for it we don't uh, we don't publish uh, any any free work uh, unless I get unless I get a staff member to go off on a, on a on a trip, I know I know that that's the way travel journal, journalism works a lot these days because obviously we don't have the budgets <laughs> to give people to go off on trips. Um, <coughs> so, uh, but obviously freelancers in travel, particularly, which is a a, a, a really odd branch of journalism. Mm. I think I, I've only been in it for a few years now, and and I've I've, I've uh, come to know how it works. And uh, you know, usually you will get freelancers will put their their trips together and they'll come up with an angle and, and, and so on and obviously it's not that important for us to know how you do that it's what the important thing for us is is a story and, and uh, um, because you know obviously we just don't want to get the line that you know top flight tours or whoever might give you uh, who, who might be giving you the press trip or whatever we, we're not just going to do what they want us to do we're, we're, we're looking for a story so that's important as well um, as for the pitch itself I think Rachel said a lot of things about it but really it's it's less important and I, I was talking 
to somebody outside about this, uh, <coughs> you know, it's, it's kind of, it's less important for us to know who you are or what you've done before or, you know, how, how good of a writer you are because I, I suppose most people who work in journalism will be ha- half decent writers or at least will, you know, think they are, you know, I, I, th- I, I think I am. Um, but really what you're looking for in a pitch is you're looking for just the story. I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter really uh, who wrote it or, you know, what their previous experience, but if it is, if it, if it catches the eye and if it catches the interest and if the editor gets excited about it and thinks, I'm going to have a lot of fun getting this into the paper and I'm going to be really happy when it comes out on Sunday and, you know, I'm uh, sharing it on Twitter to the world saying, you know, read this, um, which doesn't always happen, you know, because it, it's obviously you are so busy and and, and working with ever decreasing resources these days in terms of the, the, the number of people who work in a place and, and so on that, that really it, it is it, <coughs> it does feel like a like a like a mouse wheel um, churn so and, and you do go through the inbox I mean you are looking I, I'm I, if I you know I have a similar inbox situation and, and there's just so much like stuff that comes into it every day but you do look through it looking for pitches I mean I'm, I'm that's kind of the first thing I want to see really is uh, obviously you want to see the stuff that you think is coming in, coming in. You want to see that, <laughs> right? Because that's good. And uh, and you and you do want to see pitches. And uh, so you so you so that's the first thing I do really is I, I <laughs> one of the first things is is look through it and see if anybody's pitching, because uh, uh, because you you do want it, you know, you want it and you need it because, you know, there is a feeling that you need to. When you end up in a job like this, that you need to kind of up the, you know, you need to up up the bar all the time um, because you, you, you from time to time you get the you get a, a sort of subliminal anxiety that that, mm. that you're you know you're getting a bit stale or you're you know so you are looking to um, up the ante all the time uh, one important thing and I think Rachel kind of covered this is that you don't want to see you know the same story that you published last week or two weeks ago just because that was good you know so so you know so you publish a great story on on you people who are opening dog friendly cafes you know and someone goes oh look i know a whole bunch of cat friendly cafes <laughs> you know and uh, th- and this happens like this this happens all the time um i i was i i looked up some stuff on on the internet because like there's there's a load of good stuff if you just google it i mean it's extraordinary and and people were talking about greetings you know and you'll get these you know hi my name is blah 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 and I think you're amazing and all the rest of it and uh, that needs to be kept short so what I what I would do <laughs> you know, well really you know because you know, no obviously at the end. <laughs> and, uh, I don't mind the occasion because uh, uh, but but uh, but really um, what I would do if I was in the, in the position now uh, and, and like I may well be in a year's time is that I, I would really kind of you know, really do a lot of work on the. You nearly have the piece written, like you know, not 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 necessarily on paper, but nearly in your head. And I'll, I'll come back to this. Um, you nearly have it written, and so, and you nearly have a headline on it, and and in the in the uh, subject matter would be literally what you might see as a headline. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be full of puns or or anything, but you know, literally what you see the headline of the piece, and then literally, I wouldn't go more than a hundred words. 
um, uh, you know, laying out pretty much exactly what's the story, what the story is going to be, and then underneath supporting information about that, uh, unless it's statistical. If, it, if 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 there's some kind of statistics that says you know seventy five percent of people are only sleeping three hours a day, um, I I kick off at that in, in you know fairly near the top, you know, and then and then. <coughs> a, a quick explanation and then maybe underneath that uh, how you're going to kind of support this you know uh, who maybe what somebody you'll be talking you don't have to mention by name obviously if you're worried about you know someone else writing it that's not going to happen like you know we're not going to nick the story either so um, but you could say I'm going to talk to a specialist in this and I'm going to talk to somebody else and then somebody else because then I'm going to I'm going to be much more comfortable about getting back to you and, and saying, yeah, go ahead, do this. You know, I'm not going to be anxious about, well, you know, what if uh, what if this is uh, rubbish? Because I, I have a fair idea that you that you, 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 know, you know what you're going to be doing, you know. Um, one other thing <coughs> uh, <coughs> is, and this happens a bit too, where, where, where you, and, I, and I've, I've been kind of stung by this, where, where, you, where you'll get somebody who will pitch five things right and 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 you'll go yeah don't like that don't like that don't like that actually number four is not bad right and you go back to them and you say look number four on your list um you know i don't know <coughs> the, the pony trekking thing in idaho or whatever you know that, that's kind of interesting um and then they come back to you and you quickly realise that they weren't really pitching that at all, but they were, they were, they were literally had that in to get you to come back to them, and they really wanted to do number two, and they had number two all set up and ready to go, and they said, yeah, the kind of pony trekking and the whole thing is kind of falling through, but but by that stage you've already wasted half an hour of your time, and yeah. they've already wasted. Uh, half an hour to an hour or whatever it took of their time you know so it's like everyone's time is precious not you know especially these days um, so what else have we got here um, the other thing is style and, and I mean we mentioned this before but that, that you really need to kind of study whatever publication it is you're pitching to you know um, but study their content but also study their style and study how you know you know how some of their regular writers that show up how they actually write and how they structure the pieces you know and I know we all want to write in our own style and that's all very well but it doesn't necessarily sit in to the style of a publication I mean you might get you would get writers who would uh, I'm, I'm boring people Bye. Uh, uh, <laughs> so my pitch is always even handy. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've had I've had people who have who have had great ideas and who are who are actually great writers and and might have had stuff published in a you know in the, in the New Yorker magazine and New York Times and and you and you commission an idea and it comes in and it's two thousand words over. And it has, you know, seven hundred words of colour before it gets to any of the 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 the, uh, the meat and potatoes of the piece. And again, if if you if you're in a position where you have to publish this, that's another, you know, three, 
probably three hours work you know before you before you can actually put that into the uh, into 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 uh into publishable um condition <laughs> so that's a really important thing as well i think it's really important for freelancers to 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 be able to uh if you're writing for a number of, of publications to be able to be a bit of a chameleon you know that you can actually write in a style that works in in um some people can just do it naturally you know because they might have a a really nice journalistic style that kind of works in most publications but uh but not everybody can do that um what else yeah again topics don't work you can't really pitch topics you, you really need to admit to pitch a story you know whatever it is if you're really passionate about you know cheese making in ireland that's fine but cheese making is a topic it's not a story you know so you need to go in there and find some some little thing some new thing um that we all want to know about <coughs> uh, rachel mentioned sending in the piece and, and it's something that's that's that was an interesting one you know it, it, um, yeah it works sometimes it, i it think it works sometimes piece, yeah. you know i think it works sometimes because um you know a lot of a lot of the time if a finished piece is just not going to suit like it just um i i wouldn't go to the effort of writing a whole piece on the basis that you know the Irish Times magazine is definitely going to publish it. They're going to love this. You know, mm. I would, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hold far enough because, because again, you could be wasting your time and you could be wasting their time. So I, I don't know. It's, it's one, it's a tricky one. I think maybe if something is time sensitive, maybe that comes into play. You know, mm. if there's something, if there's something current that might go off in a couple of weeks or, um, and that really needs to go in the next week or the next fortnight, maybe then think of doing it. Um, um, oh, what else we got? Uh, yeah. What the hell is that? Oh yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Um, how much time do you do you do you give uh, between the time you send in the email pitching and mm. how, how, how much time do you allow for yeah. the to get back to you? Yeah. I would say, if it's a daily newspaper three hours <laughs> I think if it's a weekly newspaper I think you, you need to give them 48 hours I think it's, it's reasonable maybe two days three days something like mm -hmm. that but because the because the thing of you don't really want to hear twice from the same person in the, in, the, in the same day especially if you haven't looked at it yet if I'm, if I'm you know like Bernie's email is still there and I'm, oh there's Bernie again and it's like it's only just after lunch now uh -huh. and then Bernie appears then just before close of business so you're, you're thinking Hello. Bernie <laughs> you know um, so, so I don't know I, I, I'd say I'd say I'd, I'd give them give them at least 48 hours to think of it you know even if you think it's the best story you, you've ever you've ever had and then and then maybe get back to them if you think it's if you think it's maybe you know it's the the, the second best story you ever had maybe get, maybe maybe wait a couple of days two or three days and then send them another email um, and then give that one I don't know how long do you give the second email I mean I would, I would probably give a little bit longer <laughs> just simply because I'll often 
uh, lump all the pitches together and go, I'm going to give this a couple of hours okay. and, and go through them. So I suppose oh, it depends yeah, yeah, on the enough, yeah, yeah. I would try and follow up yeah. after your second email, if, as you said, as Matt says, if you think it's a really, really strong story, yeah. I'd try and follow up with a phone call. Um, wow. You have to be careful yeah. as well because persistence can sometimes come across as quite aggressive. Yeah. Um, you just be careful of your language. We're not actually ignoring you, you know. Yeah. It, 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 we're not just dismissing you it just might yeah. be a case of I haven't had a chance to reply to you yet yeah. and I might think this is a really good story and then you get a really snotty well don't bother I'm going somebody else and yeah. you're like whoa so yeah. a phone call is often good because you know it's, there's there's no mistaking the tone on a phone call yeah um, yeah true enough yeah I think I mean I, I think uh, Rachel's probably much more organised than I am um, <laughs> uh, uh, I tend to look at pitches as they come, but I, I don't know. It's just maybe the, just the way the way uh, the way I work. But um, I mean, I think it's good that we work differently because yeah. that's what you're up yes. against. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Is, and some other editor will come along and go, "I only read pitches on Mondays," or you know what I mean. So it, yeah. it's really dependent on who you're getting in touch with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and what's that? Oh yeah. The 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 the, the other thing. The, um, the other thing about uh, that Rachel mentioned was th was this thing about and I, 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 I touched on it briefly there a while back and, and the thing about paying journalists. Um, I, I've 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 come across this thing and I it was it was quite shocking and I suppose it works for these people where I, I've met people and they say oh yeah look I really I I'd love I'd love to get commissioned for some travel work. Um, and I went okay well if something comes up yeah we might do that um, and they said yeah yeah I mean. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for the trips, you know, and and uh, but but you re and uh, you realise that there is you know in the in the the new digital media or whatever you know people who are uh, you'll get people who are sort of influencers and uh, social media things as well who who actually kind of appear to kind of make a living like this and I, I don't I don't I'm not entirely sure how it works but but people who who will monetize their lives by getting free stuff and and they see the journalism somehow as a payment for this you know which is really it seems like an, an, an anathema to, to to what we do um, <coughs> and and really not something it's it's really not something that's very palatable I, I, I think um, but anyway we're going to keep on paying <laughs> uh, for <laughs> for the moment, uh, while yeah. we can, um, and I know I've been a bit rambling, but as I said, Rachel stole my thunder there. Um, well, I, I'm only joking. Uh, but like when I was looking into this, it's 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 kind of the, the kind of how to pitch stuff is. Is, is really obvious like you know it's it's kind of it's it's you could just google it and it's all there but but i think it's good for people like us to be here because then you're dealing with a human being and, and you get to see uh, a little bit <coughs> i suppose of what it's like to actually um uh, to work in the atmosphere every day where you have where you have to get this thing out every week and 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 really what we need so i mean i suppose just to reiterate Really, what you need are small little things. There's small things that are are uh, <laughs> reassuring and exciting, I suppose, at the same time. So you want that little bit of excitement. You want to see that that little headline, um, and then you want to see that sort of five lines of text that goes 
tells you the tells you the story in a nutshell, and then a little bit of supporting information as to how you're going to do it, who you're going to talk to, and what it's going to look like. And that's really it, you know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, there's there's no, I mean, there's no end of people who will approach you with uh, great ideas for um, uh, editorial columns, <coughs> you know, like and, and and sort of lifestyle columns about their lives. And, and look, you know, I'm sure some of them are fascinating, but but really. Mr. Some aren't, yeah. Hmm? And some aren't. Some aren't, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of them aren't, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and really, that's it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess, yeah, keeping it simple, keeping it to the point, and keeping it like really succinct. Um, and free of any unnecessary curriculum vitae, particularly, <laughs> uh, and links. I mean, I think links to previous work are fine, uh, but if you don't have the first bit, there's, there's really no, you know, because you, you really don't have time to go reading loads of previous fascinating mm. articles. Um, you know, because you do a lot of that anyway. So um, mm. there you go. As as yeah. can I just say something on yeah. that? Actually, just with the the sending links to previous pieces, um, you you know you're in the same boat now. You're saying you know you pay for the copy, so even yeah. if the copy is not great, you try and find a way to make it usable in some form. And and what I find is if you if if I receive a link, I don't know the work that the editor yeah. put into that piece, and I don't know how many rewrites were That's done, true, yeah. and I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, what the the raw state of that copy was that I now see published in another yeah. paper. So just to be aware that what was published might not be what you wrote. So you just yeah. have to be a little bit. The fact that you're saying things are reassuring. What's reassuring yeah. is your pitch and yeah. your idea and you showing that you know what you're talking about. That's yeah. far more reassuring than yeah. something that was written but but edited by somebody else. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not all because you know from bitter experience that. You know, you you may have you may have seen a byline show up uh, plenty of places, and and still, what you get yeah. doesn't match up, you know, <coughs> and uh, and and that's really kind of disappointing and stressful and uh, all the rest of it. Um, but anyway, I think I've probably kept you here enough, and I think we're going to have questions answered now. If yeah. We could. yeah, I hope some of that. <coughs> Thanks very much, Diane <coughs> and Rachel. And before we go into questions, um, I have to say these are two very honourable uh, commissioning editors. Um, Ger must have um, asked, or Kieran have asked, the, you know, two very reputable, um, honest uh, editors who are paying freelance journalists for the work. But I suppose, um, because you both mentioned it, that um, a lot of us are afraid to send the piece on an email or even to send a few uh, ideas just in case. Now, I wouldn't dream, after hearing both of you speak, I wouldn't dream of that either of you would, be, um, would do this. But we'd be afraid if you sent four or five ideas, what's to stop um, a disreputable commissioning editor from maybe giving that um, idea to another freelancer that they use regularly and they trust or getting a staff member 
to to mm. do that? How would you address that? Um, I mean, the answer is you don't. Yeah. Um, but I think, <laughs> I mean, as you said, I, I would never do it, and I know Niall says he yeah. would never do it as well, and I think most editors wouldn't. Uh, I, I completely understand the fear, and I understand that there are people who may well do that. The one thing I would say is, um, Ireland is small, and you you know if you if you mess around people like that, it doesn't matter if you're the freelancer, or yeah. the editor. If you start treating people like that, words will get around. People talk. Um, how do you protect yourself? I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't send four uh, four ideas the first time. Maybe you just send the one and build that relationship. Um, I don't know now. What do you think? I don't know how uh, you could protect yourself against someone who's going to be unscrupulous. But you know, never difficult. to work with them again. I guess. Yes. Um, and and tell all your your colleagues that they've done it. Um, now saying that someone did com- uh, pitch me in about two months ago. They pitched me a story that I had somebody working on already, and I immediately got back to them and I yeah. said thank you very much. Actually, it was Jennifer O'Connell. So I told them the writer. I was upfront and I said she's already working on this story. She's speaking to some of the people you mentioned, but she's also speaking to these other people, and it's going to be in the magazine in 10 days. Like, I'm not going to steal yes. your story and turn okay. that around in 10 days. But I, I was clear to point out, we're already working on yeah. this, but thank you. No, Pitch thank other you. ideas. I don't know how you protect yourself, though, yeah. from someone lifting it's, your stories. It's really difficult. I, mean, I think the only thing you can do is get back to them straight away and say, mm. you know, such and such stories we're already working on them. Um, I, I think the one thing I'd say maybe is... <coughs> is to avoid kind of, you know, pitching the kind of handy listicles, you know, because, you know, if, if, there's, if there is a listicle to be done, you know, someone in the office can do that. Yeah. Like, can knock that right off in 20 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. They, this, these are not really what you need. Like, you know, what, what you need are, are the, I suppose, the stories that... Do you want to explain, Niall, what a listicle is? Yeah, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, 10 yeah. fantastic... Uh, vegetarian restaurants and yeah. go away or whatever you know um, those kind of things you know they're, 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 they're something like you know someone someone in the, in the in, you know not that there's many people but someone in the staff will probably be able to knock out you know fairly quickly so it's it's uh, they, they tend not to be uh, they tend not to be things you commission unless you're badly stuck but if you're badly stuck You'll, you'll, you'll probably ring somebody that you know who you know can rattle it off enough and they'll do it um, okay. I think just one more thing on that as well is that um, oh god my mind just went blank now with your list because I was trying to think of a <laughs> listicle for you there oh, yes. um, oh yeah no but one thing I think as well is you know I use a lot of the same freelancers I, I think you do too and that is because you've gotten to know them and, and you know you how they work and you trust them you know once you have proven yourself it's much easier it's the getting your foot in the door is the hard thing and I think the thing about that is for all the editors uh, out there is that you want to be bringing something unique so you have access to somebody that the staff writer mightn't have or you have maybe a personal angle on it or you've noticed a correlation between X and Y and you're like oh there's there's an Irish angle there Mm -hmm. and I can tell so if you're coming with quite a unique story someone isn't going to take that story yes. because you are what makes that story work mm-hmm. um, and I think that strengthens your ability to hold on to your own pieces as well Okay, that, yeah. that seems to answer I think we'll take some questions from the floor <coughs> now yes 
On the economic side, to so just jump straight in, uh, the NEJ, the local branch here, Gallery did quite a lot of work on, on trying to figure out the whole um, pitching and, and money and whether or not people should have a published rate. Um, how do you guys feel on that? And, and how do, your do you want to speak up just uh, when you oh, do sorry, it? Yeah, that's me, yeah, I was cycling that's this morning. I'm a bit husky as well. And the question is that um, in relation to um, getting paid, I, I understand that the local uh, the freelance branch here had, had done some work in, in trying to figure out whether or not there should be like a standard rate published. Um, maybe it's a movable fee, so I don't know. What is your take on it? Do you guys publish rates? Uh, should people negotiate rates? Or, or how should they get paid? And how should they value themselves? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, how should I, I mean, I think every publication pays different, you know? I think, uh, I mean, we have, I, I have a certain rate that I'm allowed to pay, and that's 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 kind of it. And I'm usually kind of straight up, and, and I'd usually say it before they commit to doing the piece. Mm. I'd say, look, this is how much I can give you, and that's, um, you know, I know it's not enough. It's never enough. I mean, yeah. we haven't, you know, freelance journalism has never been. <coughs> and it might have been years ago, but uh, it's, it's certainly not now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess. It, uh, do you do you mean that 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 do you mean that the publication will publish how much it pays for certain articles, or uh, maybe Jared can, can yeah. answer? But I, I understood that there was some work done by this um, freelance uh, a chapter of the NUJ to to try and figure out whether it should be whether rate should be published. But there was some legal uh, impediment. That I, mm. I, I, think it's, I think it's struggle to get the papers. Uh, I think that's yeah. for shift work. Um, correct oh me yeah, if that's I'm wrong. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it's J Jared. Did you have something to add to that? Uh, Publishing rates is kind of tricky. I'm, I'm slightly wary of doing it. Because if I say, for example, 100 euro for a 1,000 for a words is a rate, I might intend that as, well, that's what people are paying at the moment, but it's unacceptable and it should be more. Mm -hmm. But very quickly, if <coughs> that suddenly becomes an industry standard, and people mm -hmm. say, no, that's how yeah. much you pay, yeah. and yeah. You, you're very danger of setting it at a maximum. That. So I'm, I'm reluctant always. That's it. The London freelance branch has a shift rates, uh, publishes rates not just for shifts but also for articles, for mm -hmm. features, and so on. Um, and Irish journalists can report to that what they're being paid, and it's basically a survey of what the market is paying at the moment. Mm. Now that's dependent on how many people report and how up to date they are. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Irish rates that are on that website are before the crash. Yeah. over a decade old yeah. at that stage, so that gives you some indication. Uh, I would say the one piece of advice I'd give you is always ask before you do the work, well, mm. what's your rates? Yes. And the editors will yeah. tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you decide, well, is it worth my while working for that rate, or can I be spending time better somewhere else doing something else? Yeah. Yes. Um, but always ask in advance. I mean, the number of times I get people saying, well, I did this work, and now they're telling me they're already paying this work. Well, Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely say don't be shy. Like, don't be shy yeah. asking, yeah. you know, First I'm, question. Yes. It's well, the first question might be how many Once you've been commissioned. Yeah, once you've been commissioned, first question. Yes. Um, Those are things you should know before you start to work. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So you need to be commissioned first and then... No, as in, when you're having... So if you say to me, I have this idea, and I say, that's a brilliant idea, you say, great, how many words and how much are you going to pay me? Because you obviously have to work out your time. You're not going to spend three days on something if somebody says they're going to give you X amount of money and when you cut it down... Um, so do always that's ask. A brilliant answer, yeah. um, and, and another thing I think that's worth doing as well um, as a freelance when it comes to money is 
ask how the payment system works. Because, for instance, um, in the Irish Times, you and I have our conversation, and I say to you, I need this on Monday, and that's great, but I'm publishing it two weeks later. It only goes on the books the day it gets published. So it only enters our payment cycle. And for us, the cycle is, is monthly, but it can sometimes be a five-week month. So you're not going to get paid for... It could be another five weeks, which is six to seven to eight weeks after you've actually written the piece. So just so you know yourself, yeah. because I have people going, that was published last week, where's my payment? And I say, okay, well, this is how we operate. But at least you can budget your time and, and your finances if you know, okay, I wrote this for the Irish Times then, but I know I'm not going to get paid till, till this day. And it just gives you a bit more control over, uh, over your ju just, just on that, I'm, I'd say most people here seem to be based in Dublin. Would that be right? Or are there... Th I know Anna is in uh, Clare and Limerick, but... Um, <coughs> sorry, you're... Welcome, Portadown. Portadown. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm based in Galway, and I've been freelancing after f nearly four decades of staffer, being a staffer um, for th nearly four years now. And I... Um, there's... Um, I'm lucky enough that um, they know me. That's I didn't have to get the shoe in. That yeah, was that was yeah. that thing. But um, <coughs> um, talking about specialising, um, I kind of do a lot of um, inquest courts, um, obituaries. Very dead, very morbid work, and uh, um, HSE. You know the HSE meetings. Um, uh, any any of these statutory meetings, um, joint policing meetings. Um, so there's a, there's a flat shift, yeah. uh, and I actually took it from the, when I started. I took it from the uh, NUJ, the London Freelance Branch publication. <laughs> and um, once I said, well, this is what I'll work on. Now you will find that sometimes court you're looking up for a, an obit or a, not an obituary, a, a Nicholas will end at three o'clock, um, and that's that's a good day. But you still have to write up the copy. But I could be in a district court in Ballinasloe, which is an hour's drive away from where I live. Um, up to six o'clock in the evening time. So effectively, I'm working nearly all day the following day, um, writing it up, but I still only will charge a day shift. Um, you know, but that's, that's, I'm just saying that's up to yeah. you to, it, there's, to be honest with you, there's swings and roundabouts with payment. I mean, you could do a very handy, um, somebody from um, the Times of the Indo might ring up and ask you to do something that's happened with the, the storm and it could be maybe one or two phone calls because you're well placed and you have it banged up in no time and you're nearly embarrassed it's money for jam but I'm, you know what I mean but it's, it's, it's a little bit that's an easier story than maybe spending all day in court for till six o'clock mm. so I think that's how it, how it works now I do notice that the two speakers here yeah, are features, um, yeah. features yeah. and lifestyle um, uh, but you have to remember as well, by the way, um, you may not, and I'm looking at young faces and I'm assuming, and I know one of the four agreements is that you never assume, but um, I'm assuming that you're Dublin, you're still, maybe some of you are still attending your uh, college and still training and learning to be journalists, but someday you may return to your counties where you're from and uh, do not be afraid um, of, you know, that there are shift works like court, um, you know, the, the run-of-the-mill stuff. So don't be afraid of specialising in that either. Uh, it may not be as sexy, uh, you know, as writing, uh, tra going on travel trips and stuff, but uh, it's still lucrative work, and it can be lucrative when you come across cases that you can sell to the dailies. But anyways, uh, any other questions from the floor for Nile and... Uh, <coughs> yes, Rachel. Yes. Uh, um, I'm going to be um, I was interested in time-sensitive articles. You said that um, Rachel said that there's a possibility of submitting an article 
if it is time sensitive, and then you know, maybe the user maybe it wouldn't take the wrong risk. And I was wondering, are there any sort of guidelines or specifications for average length or typeface or spacing for the presentation? Of the Okay, um, I, I'm kind of regretting saying that about, about submitting pieces. I mean, it's actually it's actually something that I've it's a trend I've noticed among freelancers that I don't know. People have started to do it, and, and I see the, the I see the reasoning for it, and it does it does help to expedite matters. What I meant about time sensitive is, um, say, it's Christmas or something, you know, something that's actually linked to an event or time. And I'm talking from a features point of view. Or an anniversary. Or, or an anniversary, exactly. So, so what I mean by that is that, you know, if you're offering a good story and it is related to an anniversary that's coming up in three or four weeks, then obviously, if I want to use that piece, I have to use it. And that was my point there, just to be aware that if you're writing something about Niles Dog, well, see, the Dog Cafe would be also a trend, so that would actually be time sensitive too. But if you're just writing, uh, you know, a really interesting feature that has absolutely no link to any particular time frame, it just might get held. Um, in terms of formatting, don't worry about that. For me, don't worry about that. Don't. You, you just wanted to. Um, I mean, do you take attachments? I take attachments and work in the body copy as well. Both yeah, is preferable for me. Yeah. yeah, both is preferable for me. Yeah. Don't worry about the font. Don't send anything in Comic Sans or <laughs> shoot you all. No, don't worry about the font. Don't worry about the spacing. You know, that's that's not a concern. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yes, over here, Norwich. Sorry, I'll, I'll take you after that. Oh, yes, sir. You're just, uh, one quick question. Do you get back to people if you're not going to take their work and let them know? Uh, do you, you get back to people? get back to people, you know, again, from the kind of frustrating, you have an idea and you don't know if it's even been looked at. Do you get back and say, <coughs> even if it's a polite one line, say, thank you, thank you for your submission, um, we're not interested at this time. Do you send back something? Try to, yeah. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Forget sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the same. I'm not going to sit up here and say I answer every single email. I, I don't, mm -hmm. but I, I do my damnedest too. Yeah. So I think the message there is uh, um, don't take it personally and don't think no. you're being ignored. No. And don't yeah. be too pushy with ringing, why are you ignoring me? Because that's just going to ensure that you'll never get permission. But do follow up. Yeah. Absolutely follow up. If you haven't gotten an answer either way, do follow up. But, but do not feel that no answer within a day, you know, it's don't be burning with the emails coming through yes. over and over again. Yeah. No, but um, do, do follow up. Yeah. yeah. I just want to follow up on length. I, you didn't answer my question. About Sorry. It. Is there sort of a standard length that, that you would suggest for time sensitive pieces if they were sent to you? I don't understand by, what no, you mean by length. Not. Length of the article. Oh, oh length. length. Sorry, I think you said length. length. So um, I mean, uh, this is very much, um, I suppose, what now I was saying about look at, look at, who you're approaching, you know. So look at look at the pieces that I would run and, and have a look at the kind of if you see an article, do a word count online. Do a word count online. Yeah. I mean I would say two for me two pages is fourteen to fifteen hundred words. Um but then I might have an ad, so then you're down to eleven, you know. So uh, it, it, there that is the danger and as Niall rightly pointed out, you don't want to be putting all this work into something. So, you know, do do have a pitch. But if you have the piece almost written in your head, you know, you could write the guts of it and just say, look, what about this? Um, sorry, there's somebody down there at the back. Yeah. I thought it was a man, sorry, was there? No, 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 okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if this has been covered already, and, yeah. and they didn't start to talk, but what do you want in a subject line to the email? Uh, something, almost what you would see as being the headline of the piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Early, that's uh, good. Yeah. Like, uh, as an aspiration, certainly, it doesn't have to be a headline, you know, obviously, but, but something that, Something, 
just with a, with a bit of punch. Yeah. <coughs> Rather than pitch. You don't want to see pitch. We, so you don't want just pitch. Pitch, we, um, no. <laughs> see, I, I... Because it would be easy to pick out of your... Well, if you're going to use the word pitch, I suppose, then, then you know... Pitch, pitch, dash, 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 you know. Because there was yeah. actually somebody here at one of those, these forums before, and she said she does a search every week pitch. in her email box with pitch. Okay. Yeah. see what pitches are there. Mm. Must be huge. I, I, would, I would quite like, I would like pitch, but I don't just want pitch. Not just pitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Not, not just pitch. And exactly one thing I would right. say about a headline, if, yeah. if you are doing... 10 vegan restaurants in Galway, yeah. you have to be careful because PORs now are so yes. clever yes. about how they uh, how they approach you. So yeah. a lot of the time you look at it and you think, oh, this looks like, oh, it's a beckoned press release. Yes. You know, <laughs> you think, so they, they're clever about how they're writing it. So my fear with something that is 10 vegan restaurants in Galway, I'm like, no, it's, it's a press release and I might not open it. So just to kind of to differentiate yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, what if, if you're pitching more than one idea, then should you be doing pitch? I'd maybe go separate. I'd yeah. I, if, I, if it was me, I, I'd, I'd put them in separate pitches. Yeah. Oh, you just separate emails? Yeah. yeah. That would be just me. Uh, okay. you know. Yeah. What, there was somebody else in front of you, I think. Uh, yeah. No, the, the one with the glasses, yeah. Me? I think. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just on the, the headline um, uh, issue, um, I have experience now of writing for uh, an online um, international magazine. And they expect me to come up with a headline on the stand first, mm -hmm. along with the piece, which for me initially was like, oh God, I never read the, you know, I'm like expecting the subanalysts to be there to do that nice job for me. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, obviously in your publications, that, that's not the case no. still? No way, no. I mean, if you no. send me, no. one of my writers, sends me brilliant headlines full of puns and I always use them uh, right, but yes. absolutely 100% not that's yes. not your job yes. I'm um. just wondering though but I mean it is my job well, it is oh sorry digital. yes okay <laughs> for the digital one it is but I suppose for for, for yeah. not for me anyway no. that's not your yeah, job these are too reputable I'm interested to know I mean I know I know it's a panel you know well, well, I mean, in these days, I'm interested to know what other people's experience of it is because yeah. for yeah. me it's kind of like you know it's 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 representing how things are changing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and then I had a related to that um, another issue. I mean, I would genuinely be interested in other people's experience, but related to that, the issue of photos. So, I mean, I've been asked to, you know, supply a photo. So you're how like, how like, do well, on stock or how? Well, yeah, I don't know. You you go and you somehow find a photo, but then it's kind of like, well, am I going to be paid for this photo, or is the person who took the mugshot? Of not a very good photo, going to be paid, and um, you know, I'd be interested to know. Is this the same online publication? No, no, no. That's in Ireland now. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, I'm wondering, like for freelancers, if you agree a price, I mean, when you're talking money, and somebody's had to travel, like a, a couple of hours to go and spend the day interviewing somebody or you know being with them in situ somewhere, like do you do you consider covering that kind of expense or? Is your rate just the word rate? Uh, the rate tends to be the rate, yeah, I'm afraid, yeah. It's, it's you know, yeah, uh, that's just the way it is now. It's, it's um, uh, you know, on, on, unless it's, on, unless it's, you know, unless I approach you and to, to go mm. down and interview such and such a person in Waterford, and you know, obviously we'll cover your train fare probably in your lunch. You no, know, 
people said. Yeah, it, t it tends to be the way it is. Yeah. Um, and in fact, newspapers generally, <coughs> even with staff now, have really, 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 really pared down on expenses. Mm. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard when you're freelance. Yes. Yeah, it is hard when you're freelance, and and it might sound trite, but I, I feel your pain. Yeah. But, but like our budgets have been cut, and we still have to produce the same amount. And um, it can be difficult. Niall said something about saying to people, "This is my rate," and almost you. So there's days when you're like, "I'm sorry." Like I know this piece yeah. is gonna cut. I would be the same as Niall. I have very strict budgets. The only little bit of wriggle room I might have is if someone has to interview five or six people uh, it would be very rare it, it might be something that I ask them to do and then obviously you have to take that into consideration but the rate is the rate unfortunately and, and that's the swings in the roundabout in the life of a freelancer yeah. and that's a judgment call you have to make mm. um, yeah. I mean naturally it wouldn't pay me to go to Kerry yeah. to do a piece and to be honest with you and I don't know if this still applies but there's a geographical thing I mean I'm hardly going to go down to Limerick to do a story and cut across Anna Nolan down there you know what I mean that's that's uh, you know I have a certain geographical area mm. that I don't expect to be asked by the Sunday Times or the Irish Times or anybody to go beyond above and beyond uh, my um, financial restrictions because I would be after all a freelancer mm. now there was somebody else in front of you yes this um, one can I just ask you timelines um, how far in advance are you normally commissioned yeah that's a good question and actually that might be something that is worth asking of an editor in general anyway. So I'm just repeating the question, how far in advance um, would uh, publications be commissioning articles, <coughs> timelines? I'm just repeating the question. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I commission quite a lot of digital stuff, so that could be a turnaround in the same day. In terms of the magazine, our print deadlines are quite far out now. We would go to press the week before. We used to go a few days before. So because of that, I'd be looking for a submission of copy possibly two weeks before publication. So I'm thinking, like I have a meeting after this, this afternoon, and I am looking at November and December's content. Um, there's always wiggle room, you know, like we're talking about the time-sensitive stuff. You know, if somebody, if somebody um, pitches something that could run in two weeks and it's, it's a good idea and they can turn it around, two to three weeks I could do. Um, and then, I, I don't know, what, what's your... Uh, some of it is week to week, and some of it will be will be months ahead. Um, yeah. Again, with wiggle room, you know that if something pops up, that you just have to get in. You, you just get it in and uh, um, and move. Something what day do you print? Do you print Friday for for Friday Sunday? Night. Yeah. yeah. So you have yeah. a better a yeah. better turnaround yeah. than I have. Yeah. Friday night. So you know most you'd need to have most stuff is in by the latest you know today or early tomorrow. For he is. Not a scramble at the last second like ours is. Well, some of it is, yeah. but uh, but usually, usually you have most stuff. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's thinking down the line at all times, but you know there's a little bit of work over in there. But it's it's worth finding out. Like ring and ask. You know when is because I get I get pitches a lot and I'm like mm, that would have been great, but you're you're pitching me on a Tuesday for that Saturday and yes. that magazine is printed. You know, so there's nothing I can do. Um, Everybody's different. It's vague, I'm sorry, but yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Any, other, any other questions? Yes, that uh, Digital only, is there a price difference or a rate difference when it's just a digital piece? And, and do you sometimes commission different lengths, uh, one for paper that's shorter and a longer piece for digital? Um, is that for me? Yeah, or either. Yeah. Um, 
Yes is the answer. I mean, I tend with the digital content to use staff because I don't have a separate budget. Um, if you pitched me something really good, I scramble the money out of somewhere and I find it and it's worth doing. Um, I, if it's a big meaty piece, I, it's not that it's a waste to go online only, but I would try and find a print home for it and that would sort of cover off the cost on that. Um, you know, we do different length pieces online. They're often a lot shorter because they're, they're newsy. So um, they would be based more on word count than a feature piece obviously is based more on the, the, the amount of work that goes into it. So again, it's a slightly vague answer. It's, it's a little bit more of a case-by-case -case basis for me anyway. Um, but obviously we would pay for, for both. <coughs> We're not doing digital only yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure it's coming down the line. Yeah. Right now, I think it's, it's, it's a relatively new one for us, so uh, you know, we don't have hard and fast rules. Um, and, and I think you, you know, for, for newspapers now, budgets are changing because now suddenly you have this other beast that needs to be fed over here and you're trying to fill the website. So you know, there's a little bit of internal jiggling that we would need to do. But um, yeah. Do you know what is coming out of all of this is that um, my God, there's actually um, there's so much work really yeah. for freelancers. Um, um, I know we complain about the industry being decimated, but I actually think that um, with the cutbacks in staff numbers, it's to the benefit of freelancers. But uh, we need to be organised as individuals. Sometimes I find the overwhelming. You know, at least when I went into the office, I had one boss and one master. But now, <laughs> now I'm now I have I'm juggling maybe a few masters. Um, I don't you know what I mean? And I'm I think for no, nobody else but each one. But yeah. each one, yes. Um, but I think for for our own sanity, for our own sanity, I think when you promise Nile um, uh, something, you're trying to uh, meet his deadline, or you're pitching something else to Rachel. You nearly need to um, forget the digitals. Um, I mean, writing it on your iPhone. I think get a big ledger notebook and say, I have to have this for Rachel and I have to have this for Nile. That's how I. I'm just being. This is so practical now, and it's probably so. They're probably saying that's so stupid, but it's common sense. And also, well, the phone. That's pretty important as well. Like you said, it, you know, to follow up by the phone. No, no, no. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking the, about the reminding element. yourself how to organise your own working day. You know what I mean? Um, well, maybe it's an age thing, but yeah, if but I don't No, we're ringing down. someone. A lot of people won't ring people anymore. That's and that's true. pretty no, no, important. No, 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 I'm not talking at all No, but it's, it. it's just expanding on it. It's a really good point that sometimes just have a notebook. A lot of people do. Yes. They, they forget the simple things. Sorry, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And just being, like, to have your own routine if you're working from home. Um, um, you know, you have your breakfast in, at a table, but... It, when you start working, make sure that it's it's a clear table and you have your own working space. Or if you're working in a different room, just go to your room at the same time every day. I just find that um, that, that that's anyway. I'm just rambling at the stage. <laughs> Any other um, uh, you know practical um, questions or yes? C can I just just before yes. you move on from that, just one thing I think that's really important for freelancing, um, you know, because I talk to people who feel very sorely let down by the industry and I can understand why you know the payments are not great anymore but I think you need to for yourself put a price on your time and stick to it so say to yourself I'm not going to work less for X amount of euro a day yes. and so if if you need to write two features for that or you need to go and do something else and then cram three of them into there or whatever it is but set yourself a time 
And if I'm only paying you X amount of euro, then only give it that number of hours and be really yes. strict with yourself because otherwise what you'll find, and this is something I was a disaster at as a freelance, I, I would go for coffee yeah. and then I'd have, fall down a hole on the internet and you know <laughs> research one thing and then I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, three hours have gone. And you know you have to be strict with yourself because otherwise you won't earn a living. And, mm-hmm. that is so true. and, and you do need to, like, it's hard to earn a living, especially with feature writing because it is, it isn't a case of going to the court and, yes. and regurgitating it. You do have to interview people. And the point that I've made about if you do have to travel, so be strict with yourself and, and try really hard to stick to it if you can. Um, it stops you then submitting a piece and being like, oh, that just wasn't worth it for me. Um, yes, you're so right. That's why it's a good idea to specialise sometimes. I mean, some people are just great court reporters and that suits some people. <coughs> some people are, it will suit them better to be to do the rambling, the feature pieces, but as Rachel says, if you're not, if you're not, I don't mean rambling in the pieces. <laughs> 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 For your own sanity, um, you know, be happy and happy with the, your own, the, the way you're organising and the way you're going about your work. Um, as Rachel said, um, spend so many hours um, about the article about my mother ran away with my husband or whatever, you know, I mean, that's what but, uh, and, and only be happy to spend that amount of time on yeah. it uh, and to put a time... It's very hard, especially when you come out of a paying job, to put a price on yourself. <coughs> Any other mad questions? Uh, we only have room for maybe two more questions. Yes? Uh, just, um, is there a kind of a golden hour, like you know, one paper is gone, and when do you start looking for the, the pictures? Not anymore no. for me. I used to be Fridays, but those days are gone. Yes. Yeah, just, just pitch. Yeah. 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 There's a man down the back there. Yeah. Oh, good. Hey, I, have a, I have a question relating to video. I know that's for print, but I'm a video journalist. If, if I have a video story yep. that fits in your section of travel, for instance, yep. who shall I address? Yourself or the head of video? There? Yeah, so um, for me, Probably boats would work best, yeah, would because uh, if it's video content, they have to run it, but they'd need to run it through a section, so ideally boats, yeah. Um, no. It's worth, it's worth, uh, just sorry, just okay. um, our video editor, um, Dan Lloyd, he's great, and he's always looking for content, so it's worth finding that person and seeing if you can get them for a coffee, because obviously with something like video, you'll constantly be looking at stuff, um, yeah, and then pitch away. Sadly, in this uh, Sunday Times, it's not as simple. Uh, uh, we don't really kind of just run video-only stories, although although we have been doing a certain amount in you know because you know we have a we have a kind of a daily version mm-hmm. now. Um, they've been running a certain amount in there, but uh, because we don't have the infrastructure here yet for for video content, everything has to go through London, so it's it's all. It's all very tricky, but it would definitely be worth getting in touch if you did have some have something that you that you you thought would be would be relevant, you know. Um, and and they may well uh, if if, they, if there's something they really want to use, they'll they'll, they'll find a way of yeah. of getting it used. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe one last question. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to add something. I need to I'm a photographer from Belfast. Yeah. And I work on the different picture desks. Yeah. Um, just to help any journalists when they're sending in images that they have gotten from someone, yeah. make sure that there's the full names of whoever's yes. in the images. 
because uh, you never want to then have to go back to the journalist or go back to the features editor and yeah. say, do you have a telephone number for that journalist? And then try and contact that journalist. And then they have to contact their photographer yeah. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you yeah. have the full names and a description of what is actually happening in the photographs, it's a bonus. That's a really uh, good point, And if you have the name and uh, mobile number and telephone and email address of the photographer, yeah. because at times we publish photographs and then two weeks later you get a bill in. Yes. That's a really good point yeah, that's because a very good point pictures, too. pictures can cause all sorts of problems <laughs> and, and most of them are caused by uh, a deficit of information that comes with the picture. So, so like, like the man said, who's in the picture, their full names and the na uh, name and email address and if possible phone number of the person who took the picture. And, and consent of everyone in the photograph to be, <laughs> yes. you'd be surprised, yeah. you know, yeah. we get irate messages yes. afterwards saying I didn't give my permission, so, yes. yeah. And, and that is, yes. sorry, sorry, should that consent actually be in writing? Well, no. No. Um, no. But that is part of your job as a freelance journalist, uh, when you are interviewing somebody out and about, yeah. that you say, you know now, they possibly, they, they probably will want you to be photographed. Yeah. Um, sometimes people are very happy to talk to you <coughs> and be photographed with the article. Um, so you need to have all that information before you talk to um, the editor. So just to sum up then, um, there is... I, I would nearly be, uh, sorry on that point, yes. I, I would nearly be asking them before I even start the interview. I, would, I was yes. going to say, look, okay. I know you've agreed to the interview, would you agree to get in a picture as well? Yes, but now... Because when you're coming in at the end and then if they say no, you got maybe in the provinces that okay so I can't send it to a national but yeah. I'll, I'll send it to the local paper anyway. <laughs> okay. that's my fallback you know what I mean um, so just to, to sum up then there, there are plenty there's plenty of work out there for us in either shift work or um, <coughs> covering um, markings or features but the thing is not to irritate or annoy uh, those very people that you're uh, seeking work from um, so it's a thin line, it's a fine line, uh, there are boundaries, you need to know your own boundaries, and, um, but in time, you know, you will develop relationships, and you'll find these are two very um, diverse opinions, approaches to, to pitching, but you're probably going to, there's probably five other, if not six or seven, approaches <coughs> to pitching, um, and you, every one of us in the room will find that all our experiences will be different. But hopefully it will be lucrative. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even talking financially, but for your own um, sanity and mental health and well-being. So good luck with all the, to all of you, by the way, in the room um, today. Gormahagi. Uh, thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Niall. Very much appreciate all of you coming along. Just a couple of notes before lunchtime. Um, I should have said at the start of the day, so I'll just mention it uh, now anyway. Uh, today is possible because of the NUJ, Dublin Freelance Branch, but also because we received support from the BAI, the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Uh, 